Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men. A darkness in their hearts. A darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The shade knows. By day. Theodore Rockwell is a go-getter reporter for the Chicago Gazette-Times-Herald, but by night, he becomes the Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, who is the mysterious female vigilante, the vet, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. Although, to be honest, They've done pretty much nothing in this episode. I mean, a couple of puns and some jump scares, and that's about it. If I was you, I'd complain. What? Well-rounded characters? Why would anyone listening to this be interested in that? What? Seen a cowboy. Not 
surprising. I agree. Us, Us too. He says he's not the Phantom of Andor. Then what's he doing skulking around the back alley? Ooh, that's a good question. If you're not in a Phantom of Andor, then why? Not of oh, my old, I ain't there. I'm just trying to find something to eat. I'm down on my luck. You fellas wouldn't happen to have a few coins to spare, would you? <laughs> just as alone. <laughs> he said he's a just a... We heard it. Could still be Slim Long Branch just lying to you. Why has he got that cough? Ooh, good question. I'll ask him. I think they'd notice if we just slipped out of here. We can't. There in front of the window. Need I remind you the door is still open? Right. Sorry, it's that lousy short-term memory. You're gonna have a lousy concussion if you keep that up. Let's go. All right, Mr. Smarty Pants. Why you got it at a cough? B -b because it's freezing out here, <laughs> and I'm sleeping rough. <laughs> well, that makes a sense, I guess. What do you think? Shade? A vampire? The three officers turned around to find the vigilantes gone. They're, They're gone. gone! You'd think by now it wouldn't surprise me. Well, boys, you look like we on our own. Burn, you're still out there. <laughs> Where else am I gonna be? <laughs> well, how about you come in and I'll give you a nice warm cell for the night? I don't take no charity. <laughs> If it'll make you feel better, I can arrest you for vagrancy. I appreciate that. Okie dokie. I'll meet you around the front. Awful decent of you, Chief, but what are you going to do about the Phantom Vandal? We're still no closer to finding him. Sure we are, eh? As soon as I lock up a burn, we'll go question those three suspects. You really think one of them is the Phantom Vandal? They better be, or else Carmela ain't never going to get her alphabet. Come on! What's he talking about, Ponch? How would I know, John? I'm single. Come on. They made their way to the front of police headquarters, where they found Burns standing transfixed by the large face of cannoli painted on the front of the building. What's your face doing on the front of the building, Chief? What are you talking about? That don't look nothing alike to me. No. No, I see it. A around the eyes. You mean those two X's? Well, you put it like that. Chief Cannoli, when are we going to uh, celebrate? Cheeky. That's it. It's in the cheeks. How did this happen? Just then, a car pulled up. The mayor's car. <laughs> How did this happen? Police headquarters defaced in broad daylight. To be fair, it's late afternoon. Kind of close to dusk. Punch, don't the hell. And this is intolerable. Rosa. I am standing right next to you, Mayor. There's no need to shout like that. My hearing is a 20-20. I'm sorry, Rosa, but the import of this situation requires my most strident tone. You don't seem to be doing much walking. Not striding, strident. Oh, never mind. 
make a note to set up an exploratory committee to search for the chief of police. Okay, but I can tell you right now that's a waste of time. What? Why? Because he's standing right there. Yo trabajo con payasos. No, Rosa, in order to find a new one. You know I can hear you, right? I'm sorry, Cannoli, but we need a police chief who can get the job done. But don't worry, you can have your old job in the mailroom back. You're always good with the alphabet. <laughs> ah, don't mention the alphabet. Mayor Crane, we have made progress. That's right, we've got suspects. Suspects? Who? This man right here. What? <laughs> but I didn't. We were just bringing him in when you arrived. <laughs> now, see, I'm not. Which will require him to stay in a cell indoors, out of the elements, until we get a confession. I'm not telling you screws anything, no matter how long you keep me locked up in a nice, warm, dry cell. <laughs> Ah, well, that's more like it. Carry on, Cannoli. Rosa, ignore that last order. Don't worry, I already did. Come along, Rosa. We have to get back to the office to meet with that concerned citizen committee. You mean your campaign donors? <laughs> Rosa, your sense of humor. Come along. Thanks, Chief. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, I'd be sorry to see you go. <laughs> You're one of the good ones. <laughs> I appreciate that, Bun. As a police officer, it... I mean, you almost speak English good enough that I can understand everything you say. <laughs> You're a credit to your people. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's for dinner? Wouldn't you like to go where everybody knows your name? After Mr. McElhaney was safely ensconced in his cell, Police Chief Cannoli went out in search of his three suspects. He decided to start with the one he felt was the most likely, Cowboy Vandal Slim Long Branch. He found him working as a janitor in the hospital. <laughs> Police Chief Cannoli, to what do I owe the pleasure of this visit? <laughs> All right, Slim, you come into the station. I know you is the Phantom of Andal. <laughs> Me? The Phantom of Andal? You're a few chickens short of a hen house there, Chief. If I do anything more strenuous than pushing this broom, I'd get me a coughing fit that don't let up for hours. <laughs> That's why I work here, so as I can be surrounded by doctors if it kicks up. <laughs> You're trying to tell me you can't beat a vandal because of a cough? That's a pretty slim, Slim. I can't do anything because of this cough. I'll work here, then go straight home to my boarding house, eat dinner, 
play a few hands of cards with the other residents, then go to bed. Weekends, I sit and read. My landlady will vouch for me. You carpet on a sounded out of bed. You coming with me? No, thank you kindly. I hate going back to jail. <laughs> Slim turned and ran. But only got a few steps when he doubled over, coughing. <laughs> it drove him to his knees. <laughs> Slim, are you all right? What can I do? Some water, of course. Hold on, I'll be right back. Here you go. Drink this. <coughs> oh. No, no. Call the police, of course. Why didn't I think of that? Police, police. Wait a minute. How about the police? Why would you want me to call myself? That don't make much sense. <coughs> Doctor! No, I never studied medicine. I always wanted to be a policeman, ever since I can remember. My mother, she wanted me to be a plumber, which is kind of like a doctor, I guess, if you think about it. Call! <coughs> Doctor! <coughs> oh, right, yes, that doesn't make much more sense. Hold on, I'll be right back. Okay, they're on their way now. And I just want you to know, Slim, I believe you. Look at me. I'll be gone. And you should really take better care of yourself. Having crossed Slim off his list of possible suspects, Canoli moved on to art forger Pierre Delacroix, who was now working as a comic book illustrator. Ah, police chief Canoli, how unpleasant to see you. What brings you to my company? Yours? You own this comic book company? Oui. I bought it with some money I had, stashed away, and it is quite the operation. Sleuth Comics is on the forefront of the comic book entertainment, offering the most original heroes. Man the bat, superior man, Rick Stacy. Yes, very original, Pierre. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And what about a vandalism? The Phantom of Vandal sounds like a character you would come up with. Is that why you're here? Because you think that I am running around the city painting your face on buildings? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I am an artist, not some. Petty child with a bucket of paint. Besides, I am making a good living doing this. Why would I jeopardize it by taunting you? Because I sent you to prison and ruined your art forgery business. Au contraire, Chief Canoli. Forging works of art took months, and then I had to work even harder to convince the buyers that it was genuine. Far too time-consuming and labor-intensive. Now I can run multiple comics in one-tenth of the time. And the people who buy these silly things don't care if they're the originals, knockoffs, or whatever. They just want their colorful pictures. The money rolls in. Far better than going blind trying to match brush strokes. So you don't hold a grudge against me? Not at all, Chief Canoli. 
While I do enjoy taunting people on general principle due to my inborn French superiority, in your case, it just wouldn't be worth my time. Thank you. No. If you want to find your phantom Bendo, Chief Cannoli, I am afraid you will have to look in the real world, not the fanciful world of masked heroes. Now, if you will excuse me, I must get back to my new, original creation, the Emerald Post. Well, I'm glad you turned your life around. Good luck with you flattering imitations. I prefer the term homage or what? A reservoir to you too. Discouraged, Chief Cannoli phoned the station to see if Ponch or John had any ideas. Sorry, Chief, but we ain't had no time to investigate anything. Yeah, this McElhenney guy is eating us out of house and home. You see if that hot dog vendor is still in the corner. <laughs> These francs are amazing. Celery salt. <laughs> Who would have thought of using celery salt? <laughs> I ain't seen nothing like it. He even ate the fruitcake your wife made us three years ago. We're down to a few bowls of mango flakes from generic mills. Mango flakes? I, I've heard of that. Is it good? No. So it's bad. No, it's mango flakes, the perfectly adequate way to start the day. Some people believe the world is black and white. Others think it's full of color. But generic Mills knows it's all just shades of beige, which is exactly what mango flakes taste like. It'll fill you up without you even remembering that you ate them. It's the best way to have breakfast. Without having breakfast get in the way of your day. Uh, pour me a bowl. Uh, that sounds vaguely worth trying. While he did agree that mango flakes was a solidly sensible choice for breakfast, Police Chief Cannoli saw no reason to discuss it over the phone, and hung up, and went off in search of his last suspect, would-be comedian Jack Romero, who just happened to be headlining at a local nightclub. The Joker's Wild. <laughs> Tell you the fog here is so thick. How thick is it? It's so thick I thought I could grab it, but I missed. <laughs> you know why polar bears are so cheap to have as pets? They live on ice. So, I was in the movie theater the other day, and I look over, and next to me, I see what looks like a bear. So I asks him, I asks, are you a bear? Well, yes, I am, he says. So I says, what are you doing here? And he says to me, he says, I really liked the book. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back in just a little while. Oh, he's so good! I just found him! He's the best! Good to see you again, Jack. Well, well, well. Police Chief Cannoli, as I live and breathe. What brings you down here? Did you develop a sense of humor since we last met? If there's one thing the Italians are known for, it's our sense of humor. We invented a slapstick, you know. Yeah, you slapped a guy with a stick and called it slapstick. Very creative name, by the way. And it is amusing, but it's low comedy. Pales in comparison with witty wordplay. Oh, 
So you would say you like the puns? Oh, I love them. They're the highest form of comedy. Well, the highest form of comedy would be telling jokes on top of the Empire State Building. But you get my point. That's all I needed to hear. Come along, you under arrest for being the Phantom of Angle. What? Now that's a bad joke. Why would I go around painting buildings? I'm a comedian. Because you hold a grudge against me for sending you to prison. That's silly. All right, at the time I was upset. But even if I still was, graffiti wouldn't be the way I would do it. I would send you complex riddles in the mail. Or leave joke-themed clues at the scenes of my crime. Besides, I have proof I'm not the Phantom Vandal. What's a death? His puns aren't funny. Neither are you. The audience would disagree. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm not upset anymore. Oh, and why not? Prison was a perfect place to hone my act. I mean, a captive audience. Am I right? <laughs> and believe me, you gotta get real good real fast at figuring out what makes people laugh and slam. Otherwise... So while I did have to put up with some not very nice people, if it weren't for prison, I wouldn't be the success I am today. Really? Absolutely. I've got an open-ended contract to headline people. So why would I give that up to act as some weird arch-nemesis to you? Though I will say this about your phantom vandal. He sure does know how to paint the town red. <laughs> With a groan, Police Chief Cannoli let Jack Romero go. He was out of suspects, out of ideas, and out of time. What am I going to tell Cornell? And then he was approached by a mysterious figure. Chief Cannoli, I have some information you'll want to hear about the Phantom Vandal. We'll return to Growing Shade, Cannoli's caper, in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Friends, do you want food with ingredients you can recognize? Do you want a breakfast cereal you know isn't going to be putting unhealthy things into your sweet little kiddos? Then make sure to pick up a box of Mango Flakes from Generic Mills. That's right, Mango Flakes has only one ingredient. Flax. Plain, unsullied flax. The only thing Generic Mills does is dry it out and press it into flake form. Otherwise, it's just as nature intended. That attention to detail is what gives mango flakes their unique lack of flavor. And that's reflected in the price. Where other companies try to overcharge you for supposedly healthy food, which, let's be honest, tastes awful, mango flakes passes on the savings of basically doing nothing to make this cereal onto you. So not only are mango flakes relatively healthy, they're affordable. And let's face it, there's a depression out there, and the tension in Europe is getting worse. So why set your children up for disappointment? 
disappointment in the real world by giving them food that tastes good now. So, buy mango flakes from generic bins. You won't hate them. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shane? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. <gasps> oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects! Sell advertising! Wait! Sell! What? Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving... Comedy starved! Comedy starved listeners from coast to coast! they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does a podcast mean, Shade? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe throwing peas? <gasps> Maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade. And now, back to our story. Act 4, Scene 1. Ganoli Mori. Plots are twisted and secrets are revealed. A few hours later, the phone rang at the Cannoli household. Hello, Antonio Cannoli here. How may I help you? Antonio, it's a me, your father. Drop the silly accent. Say, I gotta drop the silly accent? I got no time for this. Is your mother home? No, which is weird. She's usually home when we get back from school. Is this the first time? No, it's happened a few times lately. Oh, she just got here. You want to talk to her? No, just tell her I'm going to be late. Okay, but why? Hello? Hello? Who was that? Dad. He says he's going to be late. Again? Watch your brothers and sisters. I'll be right back. Grown-ups are weird. Meanwhile, Police Chief Cannoli standing in front of City Hall with Officers Punch and John and a mysterious figure... Now, you tell my officers what you told me, what you saw. Mm. Well, I remember recently when I saw the graffiti on the fountain while your officers were discussing what to do. I saw someone walking away. I didn't pay too much attention because I was so distraught. But this person seemed to be wearing overalls like a painter would. And as I thought about it, I remember seeing that same person at all the vandalism sites. Do you know what this means? I do! This means... This little old lady is the phantom vandal! Absolutely! Wait, what? It makes perfect sense, Chief. She was at each vandalism location. And to think she was right under our noses the whole time! I'm so sorry, man. Scusi, but just a moment. You two, come with me. What's the matter for you? 
She's not the phantom of Andal. You think this little old lady climbed up a ladder to paint at the police station? She's a seen. Now, shut your mouth and listen. I'm so sorry. Please continue. Well, I had noticed he always had a bag with him. I had originally thought it was a bag for painting equipment. This is great! Now we can find places that sell equipment to painters and see if they've sold any bags to anyone recently. Wait for it. But it was only after thinking about it a little longer that I realized it wasn't an equipment bag he was carrying apart. Wait for it. Yeah, Ponch, this is just the lead we need. Track this down. Wait, what? Did, did you say a puss? Oh, yes, it was obviously a purse. I think that's why he always caught my attention. Odd thing, a man with a purse. And there it is. I'm confused. Why would a fella be carrying a purse? We don't need purses, we have pockets. Wait for it. And I know it was a purse because I was in the Russian part of town earlier today, and I saw that same purse entering a small shop hidden on the side street. Uh, Bally's Bazaar. Did you see who was carrying it? Can you describe it? Wait for it. That's just it. It was being carried in by a woman. An Italian woman. And there it is again. An Italian woman? John, I think I finally got it. It's about a time. Me too. It all makes sense. An Italian woman stole the Phantom Vandal's purse. Dirty thieves. No offense, Chief. What are you, simple? That ain't it at all. It means that Italian actress Anna Mangiani is the Phantom Vandal. What's the matter with you two? It's a no Italian actress. I went into the store and I asked the owner, Balalaika. To describe the woman with the purse and the purse herself. Know what he did? He described the purse I gave my wife three years ago on her birthday. So the Phantom Vandal. Yes? Stole your wife's purse? No! It means the Phantom Vandal is my wife. Mrs. Cannoli, I don't believe it. It's difficult to believe, I admit. So, I set a little trap, and now I'm going to see who bites. Now, everybody hide. Everyone did as Cannoli instructed. They didn't have long to wait before they saw a figure approaching in coveralls with paint cans and a ladder, and a very distinctive purse. They waited until the figure had placed the ladder against the wall of City Hall. And then... Chief Cannoli leapt into action. Well, he really just walked around the corner of the building, but you get the idea. Carmela. Startled, the figure turned, revealing that it was, in fact... Carlo! How did you know? I'm a police chief, Carmela. It's my job. But somebody recognized you first, and I found out you've been out and about buying a red paint from the Russians. So... I knew if I made you mad, City Hall would be the next logical place for a phantom of Andrew to strike. You're very good, Carlo. But why, Carmel? Why all of this? 
because I felt like I wasn't important no more. It seems like criminals are the only people you pay attention to nowadays. So having you chase me around as a criminal, even if you didn't know it was me, made me feel wanted. Oh, you're wanted, all right. Yeah, like top ten most wanted. Why don't you two go inventory the evidence and give me a minute? Oh, uh, right. Will do, Chief. Carmen. Sorry to interrupt, but do you need me anymore? It's just getting late and I want to make sure I hear the mass marauder on the radio. Hate to miss my story. Yes, you can go. Uh, thank you for your help. Anytime. And don't be too hard on her. Loneliness makes people do strange things. I hope the masked marauder got my love. I mean, fan letter. You felt alone? We don't talk no more. We don't go out no more. We don't... <clears throat> We don't do lots of things no more. Carmel, I'm so sorry. I just got caught up with your work. But you are my wife. Huh? I love you. Now I'll try to leave the job at work and focus more on you and the kids when I'm home. Really? Oh, Carlo, that's all I ask. And I promise we'll celebrate our anniversary. Thank you. In three to five years after you get out of jail. What? You can't arrest me. I'm your wife. But the mayor, he wants somebody arrested for this. If I don't bring him the Phantom of Andorra soon, I'm going to go back to the mail room. Chief, we couldn't help but over here. Because you're really loud. But I think we have a solution. Act 4, Scene 2. I Fatti della Vita. It's all in the family. The next morning, the mayor was called to police headquarters to hear the good news. Now I hear there's good news. Have you found the Phantom Vandal? Yes, the Mayor Crane, we have. He's a confessed and he's ready to be taken away. Excellent. <laughs> Let's see the felonious miscreant. <laughs> I'm ready to face my punishment. Take me away to a warm bed and three square meals a day. Take me. I deserve to go. With that kind of remorse and good behavior, you may get a shortened sentence. So behave badly, Check. Thanks again, Chief Cannoli. You're all right for a foreigner. It was my pleasure, Vern. And you all right, too, for a Yankee. Uh, what's that supposed to mean? Yoink! Let them worry about feeding him. Don't worry, Punch. I'm sure my wife will make another fruitcake. No, I, I mean, we don't want her to go to any trouble. Yeah, yeah, we're fine with donuts. Mmm, donuts. Let's go get some. To the motorcycles! 
Chief Cannoli, I want to congratulate you on a job well done. Isn't that right, Rosa? Never doubted you for a second, did I, Rosa? No, not at all. It was more like ours. Rosa? He's really, actually big. Uh, thank you, Rosa. No need to go into exhaustive detail. <laughs> I do adore her sense of humor. <laughs> so amusing. <laughs> Success, I considered giving you a raise. Oh, really? Oh, see, he considered it, then he said no. Rosa! But then he reconsidered when I told him his concerned citizens wouldn't like it if they knew where some of his donation money went. Rosa did remind me of your years of loyal service, and therefore. I am raising your salary five dollars a month. Thank you, Mayor Crane. That will certainly help. That's not much you want. So can you? Well, we must be going. Come along, Rosa. You know, for a two-faced, self-centered, overprivileged politician, more worried about re-election than doing his job? It's not so bad. News of Cannoli's success spread quickly. The citizens were grateful. Finally, I knew Cannoli could do it. Now the streets are safe for decent people again. I know just what you mean, Irv. So there's no reason you can't take me on a moonlit walk tonight along the lake. Ah, uh, nerds. The press changed their attitude. And even a couple of semi-absent heroes showed up to offer congratulations. About time, if you ask me. Well done, Chief. We always knew you could do it. Thanks, Shay, the vamp. How did your case go? Still working on it. This organization may be more extensive than we thought. That sounds uh, ominous. It should. He's been practicing it for hours. Well, we should go. Come on, Vamp. Hey. Good thing I left the window open. Thank you. And later, at the Cannoli household. Antonio, come here. What? I know you don't like it the way I talk at work. And I know you don't want to talk like that either. But that doesn't mean you have to talk like somebody you're not. You do it. That's the truth. Because I have to. I got you and your brother and sisters and your mother to watch out for and protect. And there are people out there who expect me to act in a sound a certain way. But they shouldn't. You should tell them. Maybe you're right. But I gotta think of more than just me. These people, if I don't act the way they want, they could make it so I couldn't take care of you and the others. So I do what I gotta do. But that's not what you gotta do. You don't gotta worry about the same things I do. So don't let nobody tell you who you gotta be or how you gotta sound. That goes for the kids at school and your mother. Really? You mean it? Of course. Just don't tell her I said that. Thanks, Dad. The 
don't tell her I said that, huh? <laughs> Just trying to be a better father, that's all. You're a pretty good father. You're a wonderful mother. And guess what? I got a raise. And you know what that means. <gasps> Baby number E? Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater, Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Announcing the Chicago premiere of David J. Lowers, The Rough Guide to the Underworld. What fresh hell is this? It's a travelogue like you've never seen. Mash up a Ken Burns documentary with scenes cribbed from Sorkin and Mamet. Add commentary from Virgil, Dante, and Twain. Infuse it with high-proof music and video. Then blend until frothy. And hang on tight. You're taking a ridiculous ride through everyone's favorite mythical anti-destination! Runs May 5th through June 6th, 2020 at the Athenaeum Theater, 2936 North Southport Avenue. Check out all the info at eclectic-theater.com. Tickets on sale soon. Loyal listeners get a special discount. Use the code WEDNESDAY and get up to 50% off your tickets. This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater and sponsored by Generic Mills Mango Flakes. Created by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Written by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Jessica Lauren Fisher, Reed Henry, Daniel Hood, Serena Johnston, Noelle Pleiss, Kaylee Osterman, Andrew Pond, and Rochelle Prude. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is Daniel Hool. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Pleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone! Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station! Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as... Mike Drugan. Uh, luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So... Head over to patreon.com slash EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Oi.